Welcome to this Frequency Matters podcast. I'm Pat Hindle, and today we're going to cover the status of 5G rollouts and millimeter wave technology. Here to discuss this with me is Bruce Lancaster, CEO of Wilson Electronics. Welcome, Bruce. Good to be here, Pat. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about Wilson first. I'm not sure our audience is completely familiar with you. That, that's great. I love talking about our company. Uh, so Wilson Electronics is a Utah-based company. We manufacture all of our products in southern Utah and St. George. Uh, we've been in the uh, cellular amplification business for over 20 years, and we really invented uh, what the consumers refer to as uh, signal boosters, which really help people from uh, all walks of life uh, stay connected to what's important to them. And uh, we've since grown into commercial repeaters, and that's really what we're going to be focusing on today. So we do uh, small buildings from donut shops to uh, multi-million square foot manufacturing facilities, providing that connectivity throughout those facilities. So we have a long history of improving cellular connectivity for people, and that's what we're all about. And in addition to your experience, you guys have 250 plus patents and uh, Wilson Pro is also with all of the U.S. carriers. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about what are the main benefits customers will see as we transition the 5G networks? Yeah, so we're really an IP leader in cellular amplification technology. We helped create this industry uh, many, many years ago. We worked with the FCC in 2014 to uh, put in place the technical specifications that protect the network and allow these repeaters to work seamlessly uh, across all of the carriers' networks, as you mentioned. So cellular networks are very, very finicky systems. And when you implement a bidirectional amplifier in between a phone and a cellular network, the way that's protected and the way it operates is, needs to be very, very carefully controlled. And that's what a lot of our IP uh, is about. So this continues to extend in 5G. As 5G is rolling out, the technology is even more sophisticated. And 5G is really two things. It's a protocol that is advanced, more advanced than LTE or 4G uh, protocol, as well as an introduction of a bunch of new frequencies. So we look at the frequencies, as many people do, as low band. That's your typical historic frequencies that uh, LT is operated on. So now we implemented that 5G protocol on top of that uh, low band frequencies. And, and that's what most people see on their phone today is when they see 5G. Then you have mid band frequencies. That's the C band that, we've, uh, that, that you've seen a lot in the news. Uh, lately that's been rolled out that the uh, some of the major carriers spent over 90 billion dollars in acquiring that spectrum that's in that mid-band frequency and then uh, what's gotten a lot of news over the last few years is the millimeter wave that's the high band frequencies will be rolling out and and some major carriers in the u.s have have really uh, deployed that quite extensively and uh, and that's another part of 5g so you know it's a it's a it's a lot to think about when you think about 5g so it's a technology plus a whole bunch of new spectrum and frequencies that are being rolled out so let's start with the uh, higher band millimeter wave networks can you tell us what the limitations and opportunities are there 
Yeah, sure, Pat. It's it's a physics problem, right? Because millimeter wave is a very short wavelength frequency signal. And that gives you an advantage and you can carry a lot more data uh, over that. So it has the capacity to carry a tremendous amount of information. But uh, because of the nature of it, it doesn't penetrate very far, whether that's open air or building materials. So in open air with the power levels that we're typically used to in, in, in the cellular space, you could get maybe a quarter to a half mile of uh, open air penetration. So if you compare that to an LTE or low band signal, that could go five to eight miles in, in open air. Again, at the power levels that are safe and, and that are uh, accepted in, in the industry. So that even gets further exacerbated when you put trees in the way or you put building materials in the way. So low E glass, concrete, steel, they're really big impediments to uh, the penetration of these millimeter waves. So uh, that's where our signal or our solution really becomes uh, really powerful. We take that signal and they are able to propagate it either further through open air or through a building. So we say it's not a bad network, it's a bad building. Yeah. And then uh, turning to the mid-band, uh, C-band rollouts just started. So what are the challenges and opportunities there for 5G? So it's similar to millimeter wave. So millimeter wave operates at frequency levels typically considered above six gigahertz. That's what we generally consider high band. Uh, generally, all the millimeter wave stuff is at 26 to 39 gigahertz. That's where the most of the spectrum is. But uh, mid-band has the same physics problem, just slightly better, I guess you say, or slightly less limited, but it's still operating at the 3.5 to 3.98 gigahertz. So it's still relatively high uh, frequency uh, signals. So they'll carry more data, but they, then they'll go a little bit further than the millimeter wave, but they will not penetrate buildings and will not penetrate open air, the same as the low frequency, the low band uh, signal. So it's, it's the same story as millimeter wave, just maybe not quite as severe, but it's the same challenges. So as carriers are implementing that, that $90 billion of frequency spectrum that they just acquired through the last FCC auction, they're looking for solutions to help them propagate that over uh, open air, through buildings, um, through uh, subway systems, through everywhere that people go with their phones that aren't naturally uh, covered uh, with these higher frequency signals. People have this insatiable uh, need for more data. So more spectrum is needed to be delivered. The carriers are doing that, the FCC is doing that, but uh, these higher frequencies require uh, more amplification, more repeating of that signal to get it to penetrate all these uh, locations and, and uses. And with the rollout of C-band, we've seen some interference issues with uh, airports causing problems with airplane altimeters and also even satellite ground stations because the frequencies are close. So what's going on there? Do you have any more information? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think that there is a we could spend a lot of time on this. You know, C-band has been implemented worldwide in many countries. I, I don't know the exact number, uh, but it's it's over 100 countries have already implemented these C-band uh, signals and they've rolled those out and planes fly in and out of those countries all the time without issues. So my personal um, uh, point of view is 
I think there's some challenges between intergovernment agencies that are causing a little bit more noise than there is reality or science behind uh, the issue. So is airplane equipment susceptible to radio waves? Yes. But at the power levels we're talking about and at the distances and locations that we're talking about, there really is no issue. And um, the, the latest ruling, uh, and this is ever evolving, so it's changing almost week by week, but the latest uh, regulations that have been put out really are talking about limiting the C-band deployment in very, very small locations around airport runways. And we have a graph that really shows, you know, a, a major city airport, and we put in red where the restrictions are saying, hey, you can't do uh, C-band uh, deployments. Those restrictions really are at the glide path as, they, as airplanes come into a runway. There's nothing there anyway. I mean, people generally don't put structures, you know, yeah, right below next the, the glide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Below the glide path of an airplane. Um, and I'm not talking 10,000 feet. I'm talking, you know, a couple thousand feet uh, glide path signal. So is there room for concern for the normal uh, customer? Absolutely not. 100% no issue in, 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 in our point of view. Uh, is there going to be restrictions about how radio waves are deployed uh, clear, near and close to airports? Of course, there always has been. And I think that's a very important thing that's needed for the industry. So if we go back to what I said earlier, cellular networks are very sensitive, right? And they're very sophisticated. And there's a lot of rules and regulations uh, in deploying these networks. So I think what you're seeing is, I would say much ado about nothing because this is just part of rolling out all networks and all bands. There's really not an issue. Uh, that we should be super concerned about. And for our listeners, there's a link to the graphic he was talking about in the description, so you can check that out. So you mentioned the penetration and propagation issues of higher frequencies, and Wilson Pro is an expert in cellular repeaters. How do enterprises benefit from these repeaters? So uh, a great example is uh, Tiffany locations. So if you're familiar with the jewelry store, Tiffany, they have a Wilson amplifier system in every single one of their stores. So if you look at those Tiffany stores, they're made of a lot of glass and metal, which block cellular signals. And that's part of their store makeup. So Tiffany as a company really want a great customer experience. They want to be able to have their customers uh, be connected while in that store. So by putting a cellular repeater or Wilson solution in that store, we're able to take that strong signal from the outside that will not penetrate the building and then pipe it into the building and really light up that entire store. So uh, the person's able to make a call out or receive a call uh, while they're in that shopping experience. I think the same scenario applies as you get mid-band and high-band frequencies. As people have more and uh, uh, higher data requirements for their applications, uh, whether that's the shopping experience or whether it's uh, just a telephone call, uh, the, the mid-band and high-band will be the frequencies that carry that. So that, that bringing that signal in is, is great. So if you, if you saw, I don't want to plug a certain... Um, store, but there was a great Super Bowl commercial with uh, Kevin Hart, uh, and he was going through a, a very large warehouse company, and 
it was a great example. He was doing scanning of products while he was walking through the store. So he didn't have to wait in a checkout line. So he scanned something, put it in this cart, scan something, put it in this cart. Well, that by definition requires the customer's phone to be connected to the cellular network. Now, some people will say, oh, well, why not just use Wi-Fi? Well, could you imagine, I couldn't imagine my mother trying to go into her favorite shopping experience and, oh, let me connect to the, this store's Wi-Fi network, go through all the security protocols that they ask for, and it would never happen. She expects a seamless experience. Hey, she pulls our phone out of her purse. She wants to just have it work. Well, in order for that just to happen, you have to have strong cellular connectivity inside that store. So that, that Super Bowl ad was a great example of the new shopping experience that many people are going to be aspiring to, whether it's a loyalty program, a coupon program, or something as advanced as scan while you're putting stuff into your cart so you can shop. All requires a highly secure, very capable, high bandwidth, cellular connectivity, ubiquitous, whether you're inside or outside of a building. So you have a very unique design for 5G millimeter wave repeaters. We published an article by ED2 in our February issue that covered some of that design. Can you tell us uh, how those are architected and what advantages it has? Yeah, so ED2 is a partner of ours. We made a, Wilson Electronics made an equity investment. Uh, we have a board seat of uh, their company. So we're their exclusive uh, go-to-market partner for uh, all of their technology. Uh, we saw something really uh, valuable in what they were doing. So it, it's a bunch of uh, ex-military uh, RF designers that have been doing this for 20 plus years that really in the military applications, they've been using these millimeter wave high frequency signals for a long time. So they're taking all of that knowledge base and then bringing it to cellular applications. And we're working with them to adapt them to, to today's cellular networks and the technologies that they're bringing are really uh, advantageous for those networks. So specifically in that article, I think we talked about, or ED2 and you talked about the uh, waveguide antennas that they really pioneered and patented to help deliver and direct very highly uh, amplified high gain signals to be able to penetrate further without increasing the power level. So these antennas are, are very sophisticated, they're patented, and they're able to uh, be very directive and cover large areas with a uh, very efficient power usage. So you can always cover more area if you just pump more power into things, but you know, that has issues. And one of them is being, you know, anti-green, right? I mean, the more power we use to light up these networks, the more energy we have to consume to create it. So having very efficient amplification systems with very efficient antenna systems to deliver that uh, strong signal is really important. So ED2 has been a pioneer in that. And, and with the combination of Wilson's manufacturing capability or productization capability and, and our brand going to, to market, I think it's a partnership made in heaven. 
Yeah, I was very impressed with that design. It used the poly rod design. I kind of call it the porcupine, uh, yeah. but it has the advantages of 360 degree coverage, which a lot of systems don't. And it's very um, highly efficient because there's low loss in this transition to the antenna. Uh, so it was a very cool design. And also you can put any type of frequency through it. Um, so it's kind of agnostic to whatever uh, modulation or frequency is being used. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's I believe the most... Uh, elegant designs are the ones that are very complex that are very simply implemented. So if, if you were to tear that apart, there's a lot of complexity in making that system so simple and so effective. And that's what these guys have spent years and years uh, uh, perfecting and delivering and, and we're taking to the next level and, and are deploying that on, on, out there in the, the industry. And, and we're seeing some great success with that. So with the uh, deployment of millimeter wave technology, when are we going to get blazing fast, low latency experiences? That is a, a tricky question. So the, the short answer is you're already seeing it. And if you're near one of these macro towers, um, the long answer or the answer I think you're really looking for is when is it going to be ubiquitous everywhere? And that is going to take time. That's one of the things that Wilson's helping out with is propagating those signals down the city streets, in the neighborhoods, throughout the buildings. So it's going to take years to build out. But uh, here in Salt Lake City, where our office is located, uh, there is blazing fast networks. I can get, you know, multiple gigabit downloads if I'm near one of these uh, millimeter wave towers. I mean, I have it on my phone today. Uh, I'm able to go and test it and see it. The challenge is those towers are relatively sparsely uh, populated because uh, it takes a lot of money to run fiber to each of those towers, to set up power, to set up uh, the, the the GMB, they call it, or the, the macro uh, network to blast that out. And if it only goes a half mile or three quarters of a mile at, at the best case, you know, it's a fairly small bubble. And then you have to put another tower and then another tower. So repeaters can be the solution to help fill in those gaps. So you see ubiquitous coverage. And, and you'll see that roll out in major cities first. Um, you're already seeing it but we need to fill in all the gaps in the major cities and then you'll see it roll out in buildings and then uh, in, in more suburban areas. So can you tell us what you see happening to 5G in the next two to three years? I think that, again, remember we talked about it's, it's a protocol first. So that protocol is already being implemented on all the major networks. So most phones will say 5G and that 5G does give you better uh, capacity, better data carrying. It may not be the blazing fast speeds that everyone's talking about, but it's an important layer that's being implemented. So that's going to be uh, fully rolled out in, uh, across the nation. And then you're going to keep seeing the build out of the, the infrastructure. I mean, we're talking billions and billions of dollars of, of capital equipment that will need to be uh, rolled out. Uh, to build out the, the 5G network. And that'll take years, but it's going to continue to grow. And, and it's like the 2G network or the 3G network or the LTE 4G network. Those didn't come overnight. You know, there was a time 10 years ago or whatever that, well, oh, it's LTE is here. And it still took a while for all of that to be rolled out. The same thing's going to happen with, 
with the 5G. The carriers are going to spend billions of dollars each year and they will roll out across the nation. It's a big country. There's a lot of area to cover uh, and, and it'll be continuing to grow over the next uh, several years. Well, thank you so much, Bruce, for talking with me today about the 5G rollouts and your unique millimeter wave technology. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you and your audience, and hopefully they got something interesting out of this and always happy to uh, have a conversation with you. And to our listeners, you can find more podcasts at podcast.microwavejournal.com. Thank you for joining us today.